0: About six thirty Eastern Standard Time. Hope you remember to set your clocks back. I got a little uh, bollocked up on that last night, in oh. fact. Anyway, uh, yeah. welcome to another <laughs> edition ahead. of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley, and as usual, uh, irritated by daylight savings time, I'm Jim Dwyer. Yes and just pick you want one and leave it at that listening Quit jerking it back and forth to WCBN FM Ann Arbor anyway um we did set our clocks back but not our studio clock which i noticed is says 7:30 anyway um real quickly uh on the baseball i just wanted to make a comment about the fact that trump got booed at the uh, washington nationals park on, in game 5 which uh kind of delighted me a little bit Lock her up. Boo.
1: Well, I think it goes to show, uh, I mean, you you see him on TV at these bogus rallies all the time where it's a very uh, screened and groomed audience, uh, you know, hand-picked, essentially. Uh, This is what a random sampling might be more like.
0: But this was a really great baseball season. And I'm always reminded of the Cleveland Indians play-by-play announcer who once said that There are many sports better than baseball, but there aren't any games better than baseball because of the 27 outs. Game's never over. And there were a lot of comebacks. It was a very intriguing series uh, with these great pitchers that both teams had. And after Game 5, it looked like Washington was one and done, one game and done. But they came back again, and it was the first time the road team had ever won Every single game of the World Series in any sport ever, which is fascinating because baseball once read this, uh, the home team only wins 52 percent of the time in football. It's about 56 percent of the time in basketball. It is 65 percent of the time. So if you're a gambler, (laughs) keep those odds in mind.
1: Actually, in in hockey, in the playoffs, the road team is usually at the advantage.
0: Yeah, and, of course, in baseball, one of the advantages that the road team has, where the home team has an advantage is if it goes into extra innings, really. Mm-hmm. But uh, if, if the home team sometimes has an advantage because they can get on the board first, in that first at-bat, and that often puts a lot of pressure on the home team, particularly in tense series where choking is a possibility anyway uh baseball's done
1: really quick uh of course i wasn't here last week and there's like so much to talk about as usual i won't even bother with anything from last week that i would have wanted to comment on but i'll just open by lobbying this out here uh most amusing that uh trump has officially uh registered his uh residence residency yeah. as uh, floridian uh of course. Uh, in humor circles, it's a it's a well known I guess the youngsters would call it a meme, perhaps if I'm not too uh, geezerly to be misusing that term, but it's it's a staple of uh, random small Florida news items about random mishaps and third rate crimes that these stories always lead with Florida man. Oh yeah. For example, Florida man accidentally shoots own foot in an attempt to teach baby how to fight crocodile. Florida man, you know, runs over self in Walmart parking lot. So uh, maybe this Florida man uh, epithet works really well for Trump um, as a sort of uh, badge of, well, whatever crazy thing he says next is just attributable to Florida man. (laughs) Uh, Or it could be a sign that he's planning on retiring soon, since that's what a lot of people from up north do when they get to a certain age. They I'm going to move to Florida.
0: Yeah, well, he's I'm <coughs> sure evading the tax man and
1: well, that's the he bigger part. Of lost
0: it, of another case today. Apparently, this is he's going to force the Supreme Court to make a ruling on this.
1: You know what? I'm going to I'll <laughs> bet money right now that they decline to hear it.
0: That's right. Uh, that's that would be my prediction as the merits well.
1: Merits of the argument being put forward by the president's lawyers are absurd on their face. Yeah. I don't know if you uh, uh, commented on this last week but the I think it's a three panel court that this appeared at, uh, a three judge uh, panel sure. that he appears before making this argument and one of the judges line of inquiry was so let's talk about the Fifth Avenue um, comment you, you're, you're yes. arguing that <laughs> if he shot someone on Fifth Avenue that nobody could stop him. Uh, yes that's right Your Honor. That argument right there is, is never going to fly, uh, and I think the Supreme Court will decline to hear this uh, this case.
0: Well, and tax irregularities were ironically one of uh, Richard Nixon's problems. Um, of course, at the heart, one of the issues in the Ukrainian investigation is the ability and the issue of, of uh, federal spending of money. You know, when Congress appropriates money, it's supposed to be spent— not withheld. That's also a Nixonian aspect of the impeachment. And it was interesting, of course, that Nancy Pelosi called the bluff of the GOP. What did they do? They moved the goalposts again. Uh, the whistleblower, by the way, is is now apparently willing to answer questions, written questions under oath, uh, something that Mike Pence, Mike Pompeo, and Donald Trump don't appear to be willing to do. And, of course, it was fascinating to see Rick Perry, who <clears throat> is a kind of a comical figure in this whole uh, escapade. Uh, maybe he'll end up being the the,
1: Los
0: the Donald Segretti of the Ukrainian investigation. Uh, of course, let's remember that in Watergate, there were hearings by the Senate committee, the Judiciary Committee, Uh, for well over almost a year before there was ever an impeachment inquiry voted on. That vote happened in February of 1974. They spent a long time writing up the articles of impeachment. So all of these delaying tactics by Donald Trump um, make little sense to me because the more talking he does, the worse it gets. Uh, Even some of these uh, tall tales told about the uh, killing of Baghdadi are beginning to evaporate. Uh, there's even reports out now that he wasn't even there. Uh, they had to retrieve him from the golf course. So we'll, 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 we'll find out. But it's interesting that the military men have not confirmed the crying and whimpering uh, claims of Donald Trump. And it occurred to me the only person crying and whimpering is Donald Trump.
1: You know, and even if they had that sort of evidence, they wouldn't release it because those are the kinds of details that are only going to fan flames sure. of revenge. Uh, these are the details that professional soldiers look beyond, quite frankly, because here's this is the mission. This is the goal. The goal has been accomplished. The mission is over. There's no need to dwell on the uh, the personal levels of animosity involved and, and the fact that Trump chose to emphasize this sort of cringing, cowering behavior says so much more about himself uh, than it does about America's sophisticated uh, capabilities to do these quick military strikes.
0: Well, and um, many of his other he's, he's claims. obsessed
1: with the cruelty.
0: Sure. and And of course, we saw that a couple of weeks ago when it was announced that Uh, or or revealed that he wanted to build a moat full full of...
1: Florida man builds moat filled with
0: crocodiles to combat Mexicans. Crocodiles and snakes. I was thinking of the... uh, I don't like spiders and snakes. Jim Stafford, yeah. (laughs) Only in this case it would be gators and snakes, and Trump would be singing, I do like gators and snakes. Uh, There is something twisted about Donald Trump, and of course for him to go to a multi-martial art thing on Saturday evening at Madison Square Garden to try and redeem his his touch with the common man out there in a sporting event. By all accounts, there were boos, cheers, and uh, groans, apparently. But there were boos. So even at an event tailor-made for Donald Trump, strange to see Kevin McCarthy in attendance with him.
1: (laughs) The groans are also telling because, you know, let's face it, there's probably a percentage of people there for the event who might even be supporters of the president, but who just don't, they just want to enjoy their entertainment spectacle. Right. It's like, can we just have our show? Please?
0: And of course, mixed martial arts is heinous stuff and only Donald Trump would even contemplate appearing at such an event. But that's uh, the Donald unit for you. And... uh you know, more troubling uh, announcements from Trump. Uh, It's great to know that he wants to liberalize coal ash dumping in the rivers. Uh, The eighth coal mine this year filed for bankruptcy, Murray Energy, last week. And Murray Energy, the the leader of Murray Energy, uh, was a big campaign supporter of Donald Trump. Of course, today he formally announced that we're withdrawing from the Paris Accords on on climate change, and uh, went at uh, Governor Newsom of California over the fires oh, out yeah. in California. Like how making ridiculous. The ridiculous
1: claim again that oh they just need to sweep these forests out and clean them. I mean that was what he said last year, and it was an international joke. Yeah, you know, like everybody who lives in Finland posted a photo of themselves sweeping the forest online. (laughs) This is a joke. That's all it is.
0: Making sure that Hansel and Gretel uh, didn't leave any breadcrumbs.
1: Of course, he's pleased to see California uh, suffering this way.
0: Well, and he, of course, uh, has all kinds of legal fights over the environment with California, but... It was interesting to note, by the way, that fires in California this year are actually way down uh, compared to last year. Not reassuring, but uh, let's face it, California is just bound to burn for a variety of reasons. And, of course, more troubling than the California files, the fires part of them are caused by natural uh, effects, part are caused by PG&E is the deliberate burning of rainforests in Indonesia and Brazil um, that are causing well, all kinds the, of problems. Yeah,
1: the blind eye being turned by the Brazilian government, who should be the stewards of that region, um, uh, seemingly rather pleased to allow this sort of illegal activity to occur. Oh, we there's nothing we can do. What are we going to do? Ah, we want it as farmland. It's... Uh, absurd on its face to turn rainforests into farmland.
0: But, yeah, the coal ash thing is uh, is very troubling just because it's deliberate pollution.
1: Well, and it's not going to do anything no. to, to um,
0: revitalize
1: coal as an industry.
0: No, it's, it's history. And in today's Wall Street Journal, by the way, just uh, to, you know, occasionally cite conservative sources, a uh, real interesting article about the lithium-ion battery race between the Chinese corporations and America. America, of course, is nowhere to be found uh, in this technological race, so to speak. Chinese auto sales, by the way, were down about 7% in September. Uh, But China is accounting for roughly 40% of the electric vehicles sold in the world. And, of course, even an odious character like Elon Musk opened up his electric vehicle factory in China as a joint effort because there's a market there. Uh, America obviously needs to get more serious about this concept of uh, electric vehicles, needs to develop some infrastructure Uh, here in lovely Ann Arbor. There are places, by the way, where you can charge electric vehicles
1: it seems like in america the um industry push is for the autonomous driver the self-driving car
0: which is a long way off rather than
1: the electric car which seems well the payoffs you know environmentally speaking for the electric car are going to start to pay off way before i mean i don't really understand what all the advantages are in the driverless car If it's not a more efficient car to begin with.
0: Right. And it can probably function in small uh, loops in certain areas. You know, it can take Mark Zuckerberg from uh, the palatial (laughs) headquarters of Facebook to the other side of the parking lot where he can pick up his vehicle. Uh, But let's hope he doesn't give any more speeches or any more testimony to Congress because... Watching Mark Zuckerberg perform makes you wonder, where are the adults in the world running the world? Uh, Mark Zuckerberg is just clueless about free speech. Uh, he's got a almost a sixth grade understanding of the issue, I think. Um, but one of the interesting problems with self-driving vehicles, by the way, and $80 billion, by the way, has been poured into this so mm-hmm. far this of course is seen as the new frontier um of auto development i think it's a long way off simply because the environment in which vehicles operate mainly in urban areas is so unpredictable with people walking out of you know behind parked cars and uh dogs and Barriers in the road.
1: And again, what's I ask, what's the net gain? Some people actually enjoy driving their cars.
0: Well, they've done studies that show that 80% of Americans want to keep driving. So I don't know where yeah. even the market is. It's of if only of a... <laughs>
1: I could toss a salad and, you know, uh, just look at my cell phone while I was driving home from work.
0: And how reassuring to know that McDonald's is working on using artificial intelligence to... Uh, be able to predict what you are going to order. <laughs> you know, like Here's how we will help you. Yeah. Like, boy, that's a tough decision. I need some artificial intelligence to yeah, do. I guess you're right, I do want the McNuggets. Sure. <laughs> you talked me into paying a little extra for that uh other side that I didn't really want. So of course it's going to predict things. I was fascinated, by the way, to see a, a report, and I'm kind of paging here to see if I can find it. Got, of course, a variety of environmental uh, disasters around the world, including a picture of a polar bear uh, 300 miles <laughs> lost in Norilsk, uh, Russia, uh, 300 miles from its habitat from earlier this summer which accompanies a piece, scientists find climate change is eating Himalayan glaciers. Okay. This is what's actually going on in the world. Uh, but this item that I'm looking for is about uh, car, passenger de- um uh, pedestrian deaths. And I put it in the context of Baghdadi. You know, Trump kept talking about Baghdadi as this great terrorist. Um, he, of course, was a, a barbarian who used his his propaganda for uh, trying to recruit uh, people from around the globe to participate in the jihad-slash-caliphate uh, mythology that he promoted. But he didn't actually kill very many Americans. Um, I, I wonder why Donald Trump, who's using one of the mothers of one of these horrific uh, uh, beheadings by Baghdadi uh, as a campaign prop now, I wonder where the uh, families of the Las Vegas shooter are. Why isn't Donald Trump using them as victims of terrorism or or, or gun violence? Let's remember that the worst modern mass shooting happened while Donald Trump was president. But when I read, and here it is, of 6,283 pedestrian deaths last year from automobiles, Um, an increase of 3.4%. Cyclists, 857, a rather large increase of 6.3%. And these are fatalities? These are fatalities. This is happening in America. We need to actually have public policy focused on this kind of stuff because we have too many people texting and driving. We have too many people walking around with their cell phones in their ears, unaware of what's going on. Um, And, of course, when asked at your state Department of Motor Vehicles how many deaths are attributable to drunk driving, the correct answer on the quiz is 50%. But the actual answer is more like 29%. Um, so don't make that mistake if you take your driver's test. Just put down 50%. I think they give you three options. But what I'm saying is America has reduced um, drunk driving deaths, but because vehicles are bigger than ever, heavier than ever, guzzling more gas than ever, ironically, uh, amidst all these problems with, uh, with climate change. Uh, pedestrians are more vulnerable than ever. And, um, yeah, th- th- that's just a staggering number. Uh, this item was dated the 23rd of October, uh, article by Nicholas Bogle of Burroughs. And this, of course, is data released um, by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Uh, And noted that more pedestrians and cyclists were killed last year in the United States than in any year since 1990.
1: Wow. Well, I mean, when you take numbers like those, and let's just generously combine them with numbers of people killed in gun violence, both in mass shootings. And you know uh crimes against you know members of the same household uh with guns uh legal or not <clears throat> those numbers make the obsession over the potential threat to Americans of somebody like Baghdadi as revolting and contemptible a person as he is uh they just there's no comparison there um Americans can be so uh, easily rattled by perceived external threats and sort of just blithely accept uh, the more likely uh, exposure to uh, grievous violence that you're going to encounter just walking down the street sure. or trying to do your grocery shopping.
0: Um, and of course, we saw recently with Trump, the uh, master, what did he call himself? A uh, infinite uh with the infinite wisdom he declared himself in infinitely wise a couple of weeks ago
1: well with the, with the stephanie grisham thing of like oh uh john kelly was no match for the supreme intellect genius of our uh great leader uh I, maybe she's taken some brown acid or something and thinks she's uh either at woodstock or north korea but uh
0: yeah. And, and by the way, in, in Saturday's New York Times, there's just a fascinating uh, comparison of maps regarding this so-called border region uh, between Turkey and Syria and how the Russians and forces of Assad have moved into some areas. Oh,
1: Those maps are quite Amazing. illustrative. Yeah. Uh, and you can see exactly how it played out. Trump makes the announcement. Turkey pours Goes over in. the border yeah. a couple of days later. Kurds, of course, forced to withdraw. Uh, Within a matter of another couple of days, uh, Syrian forces and Russian forces have taken over. Let's put it this way. If the U.S. hadn't been forced to bomb their own bases in retreat, the Russians would have had brand new facilities with which to operate.
0: Ah, yes. Paid
1: for by you.
0: (laughs) Moose and squirrel. (laughs) Uh. Yeah.
1: Unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable. And, of course, as I sort of sarcastically noted last week, it's still unclear whether this deal with Turkey was uh, reminiscent of Munich or reminiscent of the non-aggression pact Mm. between Stalin and Hitler. I'm not comparing Erdogan and Trump to Stalin and Hitler. Don't get me wrong. But there does seem to have been a kind of a strange deal. And, of course, for Trump in the Baghdadi Announcement: Where he opined about his greatness and infinite wisdom uh, for about forty minutes, he mentioned the oil. We're taking it. We're grabbing
1: it. It's ours. Oh yeah, that's that's what we that's what we
0: want. And of course, while betraying the Kurds, thirteen thousand of them lost their lives. I believe I was reading that America and Syria lost a grand total of eight military. Uh, there were eight military deaths, and of course, many of the. Americans that were killed by Baghdadi were independent journalists that, frankly, uh, were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, it became quite clear that uh, well, you propaganda know, was the main objective here, and you have to be aware of what is going on in the world.
1: And what's going on in the world is, is something to think about here. Um, we're talking about the Syria situation, which all triggers out of a phone call that Trump has with Erdogan. Uh, the primary focus of the impeachment inquiry is the phone call with the Ukrainian president. Sure. Forget about the quid pro quo and all that. The manner and nature of the phone call uh, between Trump and the Ukrainian president, sure, that's the one they're focusing on because it's like a textbook example of bribery, corruption, and et cetera, et cetera. But, it's not the only incident. It's emblematic of the way these people conduct foreign policy. Sure. So,
0: And when was else? Trump concerned about corruption in 2017 and 2018? He suddenly became yeah. interested in Ukrainian corruption in 2019 when there were uh, reports about Joe Biden possibly running for president.
1: So who heard the phone call with Erdogan? Who heard any phone calls that Kushner's made with his sleepover pal, Crown Prince, Looney Tunes from Saudi Arabia? Uh, the phone call with Putin, the secret private meeting in Helsinki. Uh, what what are they talking about? Sure. The way this Ukrainian operation plays out, that's how he rolls. That's the kind of way he behaves in all of these communications. So.
0: Well, and how, how interesting that, that Giuliani has, quote, lawyer he keeps calling him his Giuliani his lawyer when he was more of a sort of a fredo um not a lawyer uh uses the term lawyer because he's hoping to rely on this uh client lawyer confidentiality rule that they have in uh, American jurisprudence um but I'm not too sure that Giuliani's given Trump any legal advice it seems well, to be
1: and apparently, uh, judges lobbying
0: have advice
1: determined that uh, <laughs> uh, Giuliani's two goons, Lev and Igor, I think are their names, um, are not going to be able to enjoy the extended protection of one of them. Actually, made the claim. Oh, I think I have executive privilege. Right. Oh, uh, why is that? Well, I'm working for a man who works for a man who is has this privilege. Um, that's. Not really how this works. Shouldn't, um, shouldn't be. Although it's being announced this afternoon that Lev Parnas uh, has, uh, through his lawyers, announced that he is ready to cooperate with the congressional inve- uh, inquiry, uh, uh,
0: the impeachment inquiry. So. Yeah. And, of course, he's the one that speaks better English. So that there's no surprise there. But he was fairly frank with the media when he said, yeah, I gave— uh, Trump three hundred thousand dollars. I wanted to buy access. I mean, <laughs> this is how it works in the Ukraine and and Russia, where they were born, uh, the former Soviet Union. So um, you know, this is this. There's so many characters involved in this case that oh, the uh, the popcorn. You know, you can keep keep uh, keep roasting. Uh, also, back to the USSR, <laughs> as all
1: roads seem to point through Trump. Uh, also, a developing story that Maria Butina is in Siberia, not because she's being punished for getting caught or for being a bad spy, but she actually happens to be from there, which is, of course, kind of ironic because that's where all the gulags were back in the Soviet era. Uh, the extent to which.
0: And by her, the way, Trump called on her at a press conference oh, in Russia yeah. in like
1: 2015. Um, and he was like, oh, yeah, I think Putin and I would be great pals. Uh, so he, he took advantage of that opportunity that she lobbed up there for him to dive right into the lap of Pootsie Wootsie, like sure. right from the get go. But the question I'm left with, uh, as I'm sure many listeners might also be wondering, is okay, so Marina Butina has served her time. She's been let go, she's been kicked out of the country, back to Siberia, where you belong uh have fun in Siberia Maria Butina but what remains from her penetration of the National Rifle Association
0: and the RNC
1: and the RNC no. and to what extent is some uh Roy Cohnish type of bloated museum of treachery like Bill Barr going to do to pursue such an investigation Bill Barr probably doesn't want any further pursuit of Marina Butina's uh, penetration of the RNC.
0: Well, no. But somebody
1: surely must want to follow those threads.
0: But it is reassuring to know that he's hot on the trail of the Ukrainian story by uh, visiting Italy a couple of times and Australia. He's still looking for these uh, these spies that, that Trump claims exist. Just to remind you, by the way, you are listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Shows been gray matters. Yazoo yes, sitting. Colin will be coming up next on this fine station. Thanks to Andrew for engineering this evening. Very quickly, I guess we should mention uh, John Conyers uh, was laid to rest today in Detroit. Um, and you know, I want to give Bill Clinton a little bit of credit. It's I think very respectable of Bill Clinton to show up at John Conyers' funeral. Um. Last week, a little over over a week ago, um, Elijah Cummings was laid to rest in Washington, allowed to lie in state, uh, an honor for the first African-American mm-hmm. um, congressman uh, to so be honored. And there, of course, were very moving tributes by two of our former presidents to Elijah Cummings's honorable service to